Welcome to the Recovery Stories Podcast, bringing you stories of hope, healing, and triumph over the bondage of addictions, mental health struggles, trauma, and dysfunctional family systems. Our courageous storytellers have chosen to live their journey out loud in order to show others that they don't have to suffer in silence. The stories you will hear are raw, real, and may involve graphic and triggering content. This podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health's Rooted Alumni Community. If you or a loved one are struggling, have questions, or are ready to take the next step, call our admission center at 888-648-4098. Or visit us online at www.promisesbehavioralhealth.com. Our team is ready and waiting to answer the call for help. And welcome to this episode of Rooted Recovery Stories. My name is Patrick Custer, and I'm your host. I am so very excited to uh, be coming to you all today with this special guest. Uh, They are a New York City drag artist, television personality, and political figure making all kinds of positive waves in our world. Welcome, Marty G. Cummings. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Now, as we all know that every June Pride Month occurs in the United States to commemorate the Stonewall riots, which happened at the end of June in 1969 and sparked a liberation movement for equality, freedom and justice. And on this show, we're talking to the entire month um, to highlight the positive impact of some fellow members of the LGBTQ and recovery communities. are having on our world today through visibility and advocacy. So I'm so glad you're one of those people. Um, I'm so glad that we're able to talk to you today and hear your story um, and perspective. So awesome. Well, yeah, thank um, you so much for for having me. I really, I'm, I'm really grateful. Absolutely. So with that, I just kind of wanted to start off by asking you, what does pride mean for you? Oh my gosh. Um, well, pride is, you know, I love pride and the joy that comes with it and celebrating queer joy. Um, but pride is also, like you mentioned, um, pride started as a riot and it should still be a riot. You know, just just before we got on this call, um, it was announced that a legislator in Texas is uh, introducing a bill to ban drag shows for kids. We also know in Florida, there's the... Uh, don't say gay uh, bill in Texas. They're criminalizing trans youth um, in Alabama and Kentucky. They're criminalizing trans youth. So yes, pride is a joyful uh, time to celebrate um, <coughs> queerness and queer people in our history. But also there's a lot of stuff still happening over 200 um, anti-LGBTQ pieces of legislation were introduced um, into state houses uh, this year, and it's only six months into the year, and Black trans women are continuing to be murdered at, a, at alarming rates, so the riot is not done. That's absolutely right, and I, um, I appreciate so much uh, people like yourself who are continuing to do the homework to keep the message alive and continuing to spread where we are. Because if we don't continue the conversation, um, action dies out, right? Like the action has to take place. People have to know what's going on. And um, that's one of the things that I have mad respect for you and what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So when was the, uh, what was your first pride? 
oh my gosh, my first pride. So I moved to New York in uh, June of um, 2005 when I was 17. And my first pride uh, was like a week or two after I, I moved, um, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> being this 17 year old kid at New York City Pride, my very first pride was so overwhelming in like the best way, it, literally a kid in the candy store. Um, and I just remember looking, you know, I went to Catholic school and grew up on a farm and didn't know a lot of queer people. And so being right in the middle of New York City Pride, right when I moved to New York City, it was, you know, seeing people like me for the first time and uh, being celebrated uh, for who they were. Um, it was the first time I saw a drag queen in person. Um, you know, I loved seeing the, uh, the dykes on bikes and uh, all the beautiful uh, trans people being celebrated. I loved seeing um, the leather daddies, like all of it, you know, seeing, yeah. seeing queer families with their kids. Like it was really overwhelming. Um, and, and it was just such a beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, mine, I mean, I, my first one was here in Nashville, so I can't say it was quite as, um, like the epicenter, you know, right. Like <laughs> yours was, but, uh, it is quite magical that first time getting to go. Yeah, for it, sure. You know? So, um, so what was, you know, you, you shared, uh, you grew up kind of in a small town out in the country and what have you was, um, uh, what was your coming out experience like, were you accepted? Uh, what was, what was that journey with your parents and your family? Yeah. Like I, you know, I came out when I was like 14 or 15 to everyone, but my parents, uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, and so I had a great high school experience, you know, um, uh, even though I went to Catholic school, I had a great high school experience. I, I really, um, I'm grateful for that time in my, my life and having been accepted, of course, there, you know, were the occasional, you know, bullies and that, but being bullied all through like elementary and middle school to then come out in high school and feel so validated and accepted mm -hmm. was really beautiful. And that was in the early two thousands, which is a very different time than today. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, but then when I came out to my parents, uh, my brother out at me because I told him I went on a date with, this is like maybe like two or three months after moving to New York. Uh, so I like just turned 18 and I told my brother, I went on a date with this guy, Chris, who's still a very good friend of mine. Uh, and my dad called me and was like, oh, how's school? How is, you know, your dorm, you know, just asking me like, normal questions and then he and you know I was answering it goes oh and how was your date with Chris and I was like huh what and it was just like the most normal thing but where I grew up though is like a small country town and um uh I went to I commuted an hour to the city for school every day but I grew up in the wow. country and um I remember being called like a faggot in the grocery store by like adults <laughs> you know when I was a kid um, wow. it was a very, it was very hard growing up there, but then a couple of years ago, I was so grateful to be able to bring the first pride, um, that they've ever had there. And it was wonderful. And the five town council members 
three of them voted in favor of the pride and two of them voted against it. And those two were voted out of office after that decision. So well, a lot of <laughs> which is really nice. Um, and it was like a big Trump area. Uh, but then for the first time, uh, my county turned blue for Biden by 124 votes, not a lot, but, um, you know, I, I, I was in this whole chunk of red along the Eastern shore of Maryland, it was the one blue area. And, and, um, it, I, I think a lot of it does have to do with like representation when you, when you humanize issues, you know, like mm -hmm. that shift started to happen when we started doing pride events down there and started engaging with the community. And, and then the community, you know, really had a lot of difficult conversations with the town council and whatnot about around like black lives matter and, and talking about like the history of that community and, and how, you know, the, 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 the wrongs of the past have to be, you know, made right. And, and yeah. so there's been a lot of work on the ground in that very small um, town. That's amazing. So when we talk about wrongs being made right and a lot of work, you know, that's definitely the community focus, but I'm interested to find out where, um, where did your journey start to from a place of um, not taking care of yourself? Because obviously, I know your story is one of recovery as well. You know, when did when did things start going downhill for you um, as far as uh, addiction is concerned? Yeah, I mean, I think um, alcoholism and addiction is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, everybody has their own unique experience with it. Um, but for me, you know, I think I was born an alcoholic and an addict. I have a disease um, and, and it's a disease that unfortunately wants me dead, you know? So when I drink or use, I physically can't stop until I'm like passed up, you know? Um, and it just got to, you know, I started drinking probably when I was around 15 or 16. Uh, a lot of like weekend binge drinking. And then as I moved to New York, it was like weekend binge drinking into everyday drinking into the entire day drinking into drugs, you know? Um, and so I got sober when I was 23. And it was just one of those things where, you know, my friends were like, we love you, we're out. My boyfriend broke up with me uh, and I had to move out because he was like, this is, this is too much. I'm watching you die, you know? And I had a wonderful friend uh, reach out to me and said that they uh, were in recovery. And we talked about it and I went uh, to the place we go <laughs> when yep. we're in recovery. <laughs> and um i've been sober ever since which has been 11 plus years now you know so i'm grateful it completely changed my life that's amazing what was your what's your recovery date uh march 28 2011 that's awesome mine was uh february 16th of 2011 yeah. Uh, so we have about the same amount of time yeah that's yeah i always get excited when i uh, meet new people that got sober the same year um, yeah it's a good year good year to get sober <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so did you have a, uh, did you have a family history of addiction at all um, in your past? Um, yeah, some diagnosed and some undiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's something, I, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's like different for everybody. It could be sometimes it's genetic, sometimes it's environmental, right. sometimes it's whatever. Um, everyone's is different. Alcoholism mm -hmm. is a self-diagnosed disease also, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, sure. I think there's some in my family. Sure. 
Sure. So um, how did things change for you getting sober? Had you already started um, doing drag at that point? Oh, yeah. I I had started doing drag. I got a bunch of weekly shows and gigs and I was one by one fired from all of them for being such a mess. Um, uh, and when you work in a nightclub to be fired for being a mess says a lot. Uh, yeah. I it was, you know, and then I had like one gig left and I was making like $125 a week. And my roommate who happened to be Chris, who I went on the date with, we stayed friends and became roommates years later, was like covering my bills for me. I had to make a financial amends to him later in life. And, um, you know, I just, I, I was like stealing to like eat, uh, uh, and, and, you know, complete rock bottom. And then, um, when I got sober was able to like build back um, a career and an even bigger career, you know, only because I I'm sober and am able to show up for myself and for others, you know? Um, So it really helped me rebuild a career, but also navigate when like shit hits the fan, you know, life doesn't necessarily get better when you're sober, it gets different. And what I mean by that is like, there's going to be really great things that happen in your life. And there's going to be really awful, terrible things that happen in your life. And sobriety has given me the opportunity to learn how to handle those situations. So if mm-hmm. I do lose a job or something does happen in my marriage, that's difficult, or there's a family thing or whatever. Able I always to- like to yeah, I always like to ask people, I love that you were leading into that. Um, one of my favorite que- questions to ask people is because life does hit, you know, I think when we get sober, maybe not everybody, but I know my entitled ass felt like uh, that, you know, I deserved some type of award, you know, for like making the giant sacrifice of giving everything up, right? Like, and that that everything was going to be better and we would have no more problems. That's obviously not the case. So one of my favorite questions to ask people is um is there a, a time that you you can remember or are willing to share where shit really did hit the fan and it was you know the program and your the the um, principles alive through your life that really saved you um well i mean i think like you know i i'm married to a wonderful uh person you know and we've been married for a long time now but you know, marriage is complicated and difficult yes. and uh, it can, there are moments of greatness in it and then there are moments of not greatness in it. But because of sobriety, you know, any kind of hurdle that happens in our relationship, I'm really able to, to ground myself in a way that if I wasn't sober, I would just light a match and blow the whole thing up. Like I did with that relationship where I was kicked out, right? But mm-hmm. now I'm able to say, okay, like what are we going through in any aspect of our Mm-hmm. our relationship you know and really able to to focus in um uh but if i wasn't sober i wouldn't be able to navigate that yeah so true the beautiful way that it enables us to um embrace and nurture relationships is just unparalleled um, yeah sure so uh, you know, we've talked about your drag career. I would love to touch on um, the ways that you are, um, you know, dedicating so much of your time and platform to making a difference in advancing um, uh, the LGBTQ plus, um, I hate to say agenda, but our uh, things to protect us and um, move things forward to make the world 
the United States a better and safer place for um, our community? Yeah, I mean, it's like we, we touched on at the beginning, right? Like there's so much uh, against the queer community right now. You have like turfs who are against trans people. You have like these legislators who are using old talking points saying we're groomers and we're dangerous to kids and all this stuff, which is just insane. Um, these bills being put forth in, in legislative bodies, like queer rights are under attack. Um, and so I just think it's important, um, to educate yourself on those issues, um, and stay vigilant, <laughs> um, excuse me, about them, uh, to, pro to protect people and protect marginalized communities within our community, you know, um, uh, making sure we're protecting our trans community. Um, uh, it's just so crucial. Mm, it really is. Um, so with that, I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, we're, we're mid pride month. Um, you are constantly doing a lot of great things. Is there anything on the horizon for you that you want to share about? Um, I, I, I'm just super excited. I'm going to Canada in a couple of days for, um, uh, pride up there and my shows are all sold out. So I'm super excited about that. And congratulations. Um, yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to be able to travel. I have like a, a, a bunch of out of town gigs coming up. I'm performing in Florida and Texas, <laughs> two of like the places where the stuff's happening. So I'm excited to not only perform yeah. there because, well, first of all, we always say like, oh, Florida and Texas are terrible. Yeah, the legislation that's happening there is terrible, but there's still a queer community there. That's right. And so we should be working to help those communities um uh as these these laws are being passed so i'm excited to be there to not only entertain um queer people in those places where these awful attacks are happening but also use the microphone that i've been given there to um help to spread a message of how people can get involved and 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 and, and uh to fight back against this stuff yeah yeah absolutely um what is uh what is one thing that you can think of that just is so important to you that's in your life today or an accomplishment that that you've achieved that you know for a fact would not have been possible if you hadn't made the choice to um, you know follow through with sobriety um i wouldn't have a marriage i wouldn't have a career i would never have been able to bring pride back to my hometown like that's what I'm proud of I'm I'm I, there's like I've been very fortunate in my life for a lot of great stuff that's happened but it's all because I'm sober so I can't pinpoint like one thing I think it's just having the ability to have a life yeah absolutely um, well, with that, the last thing that I want to ask, I like to ask all of our guests is, um, you know, for that person who's, who's listening or watching says, gosh, you know, I identify so much with Marty's story. Um, you know, what, what word of encouragement would you like to leave with them? Oh man. Um, oh, uh, oh, put me on the spot um I I mean whether you're like struggling with addiction or just life in general like 
you know, there are people out there who can help. All you have to do is, is ask, mm-hmm. you know, and as difficult as that is. And like, um, like life is like a crazy, it's a crazy, life is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So just be gentle with yourself and mm-hmm. kind to yourself as you're going through whatever it is you're tackling. I couldn't agree more. And with that, I will end with how I always do and kind of echo that in saying that it is never too late to start loving yourself and you're only ever one decision away from a completely different life. For more information on today's episode, check out the show notes. Recovery Stories is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health's Rooted Alumni Community. If you or a loved one are struggling, have questions, or ready to take the next step, call our admission center at 888-648-4098. Or visit us online at www.promisesbehavioralhealth.com. Our team is ready and waiting to answer the call for help. Whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please share with your friends. Follow, subscribe, and leave us a review. We are grateful for you and hope that you have been encouraged by today's episode. As always, remember you are only one decision away from a completely different life, and it is never too late to start loving yourself. 